welcome back to Sit, Stay, Share, the podcast where we talk about anything pet related because it's not like there's anything else worth talking about, is there? Let's be honest. Today, we'd like to welcome Diane, who wants to share the long, sad saga with a happy ending, no worries, of Izzy, her two-year-old Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. So Izzy is a rescue, yes? You don't hear much about rescue calves, do you? Yeah, unfortunately, you don't really see or hear a lot of um, Cavalier rescues. Um, However, there are multiple Cavalier rescues throughout the nation. So how did, uh, how did Izzy come into your life? Um, Izzy came into my life without knowing 15 years ago when I was watching Sex in the City. Um, <laughs> there was an episode when Charlotte meets a Cavalier and she ends up adopting her from this one woman. And from then on, I was just mesmerized by the breed. They were just so beautiful, so cute, so cuddly and the perfect size for us. And yeah. so... Me being me, I knew I had a rescue. And I searched and searched and searched for Cavalier. And all of a sudden, through word of mouth, I heard that there would be a Cavalier in needing of a home. And I found her. Um, She actually came from an Ohio Amish puppy mill Mm -hmm. at five months old. And it was pretty much love at first tail wag. <laughs> um, unfortunately, she was a little ill when we when, when I first saw her. And I just I knew that she was she was ours. Um, we were there to rescue her. Yeah. Um, and I'm the type of person that is always up for a challenge. And unfortunately, like the next seven months after rescuing her was a challenge. What happened? So soon after we adopted her, uh, we found out that the vet that had seen her prior just said that she had just a mild upper respiratory infection and gave her some medication. And unfortunately, he gave her the wrong medication and the wrong dosage. Luck have it, we were able to fit her into our um, vet immediately because I just, I just, I, I wanted to see on paper how she was through my vet. Right. And it's always a good idea to take your dog. However you get a dog into your life, it's always good to set up an appointment with the vet like pretty soon. Yes. Yeah. Just in case, if in case like if there's any other underlying issues that mm-hmm. had been missed prior. Yeah. And unfortunately there had been. Um, she also gave, came to us with Giardia. Um, she had an open fontanel. And then she also has a massive overbite. And so I was like, oh gosh, what else is wrong with you, girl? <laughs> and um, one of the things that she said was, keep an eye on Izzy. Like these, right? These are the next few days are going to be extremely important. Keep an eye on her. So that's what I did. And unfortunately, her upper respiratory infection turned into full blown pneumonia. I was like, oh, the one thing we didn't want to happen happened. Honestly, it was around the clock care. And to this day, I cannot hear her coughing without it like breaking my heart. It was honestly like one of the worst experiences I've been through. And then we were over in New York visiting our in-laws and she was starting to feel better at this point. Yeah. And Izzy coughed the whole entire night, mm. gasping for breath, coughing so much so that she was vomiting, shaking. Oh, wow. That's terrifying. Yeah. It was horrible. And luckily my husband rushed her to an on-call vet mm-hmm. and the on-call vet he was like, you know what, you should just kind of brace yourself and think about euthanizing her. You know, yeah. she's had this tough of a life so far. Like, look at her. 
So for the next four or five hours, Josh was there thinking that it would be like the last day that we would see Izzy. I look at him and I look at the doctor. I'm like, is this really, is this what's going to happen? Is I'm just like, I was, I was hoping for like a Hail Mary. You know, I was just, I was bracing for it. And I looked at, I looked into Izzy's eyes and I just said, no, like, I'm not giving up. Look at her. She's not giving up. Like she deserves another chance. You know, she's come this far. Yeah. Let's just go. And that was, that, that was rock, rock bottom. Um, and then after that, we went to our other vet and we also found a specialist and she started us on like, kind of like a, a plan. At one point, we thought that Izzy had megaesophagus. Megaesophagus is when your esophagus is so inflamed that the dog is unable to properly eat or drink. And they have to be in a sitting up position or standing up position in order to push the food and the water down properly without regurgitation. So for a month, we hand fed her in an upright position, making sure she wasn't regurgitating. We went back again for x-rays a month later. Her esophagus showed that it was no longer as swollen as it once was. So we were making progress. And then (laughs) Dr. Goosens and our other vet, Dr. K, they're like, you know what, let's just stop water altogether and see what happens. Once we stopped giving Izzy water, she became better. It was kind of determined that she had a malfunctioning larynx and elongated palate. So we're assuming that her pneumonia that she had for all of these months could have actually been aspirating pneumonia. Oh. So when she would consume water, she would aspirate into her lungs. Since we've stopped the water, she's been better. You know, like we have her on a very wet diet. If she is starting to become a little dehydrated, we do give her sub-Q fluids underneath her skin. It's been an uphill battle with her health, but I would do it all over again. It's been rough. (laughs) But she's a happy girl, though. Yeah. As you can tell, we bring her everywhere. And I'll never forget, it was was October 2nd um, of 2019 was when we rushed her to our vet and, and Josh was driving. I am there and I am just crying. And I looked at her and I go, I do not want another dog or owner to ever have to go through what we're going through ever. Yeah. And from that moment on, like I made a pledge that we will educate the public about puppy mills. Due to the experience that we've gone through with Izzy, we are teaming up with stoppuppymillsonline.com. You know, dogs don't need to suffer if we stop the supply and demand. So yeah, my biggest advice is always to meet the mother and see how many litters there are. See what type of litters there are. You want to see what else they're breeding. I'm not saying adopt, don't shop. Look for the responsible breeder if you want to be a bred. Find someone that is there for the integrity of the breed. And not only should you be looking at the mother, the location, the health, you should also be interviewing the breeder Mm -hmm. because they should be interviewing you. They should see if you are the right fit for them also. Because so many dogs end up in shelters because puppy mills don't care who they're selling to. Backyard breeders don't care who they're selling to. They just want to get the puppy out and they want to get the money. And I strongly believe we would have less dogs in the shelter today if breeders interviewed buyers as much as shelters interview adopters. And if your gut is telling you this isn't a good situation, then walk away. Don't go and give them money to save that dog because you're only feeding the supply and demand. 
Wow, thanks for sharing. She is so lucky to have you. We'd love to hear your pet story. Reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, or the Contact Us page on our website, www.houndstoothpt.com, or stop by the store and show off your pet in person. Until next time, sit, stay, share. Sure.